My mic and the mad dog, or yeah, mic and the mad dog. What did he, he did? Oh, good afternoon, everybody. That's what he did. Same league. It's fun to have an intro. I don't, I don't know what I do yet or what I like. You normally come in with the yell. Yeah, I do a what's up. You think I should stay? It's whatever your heart wants, man. I like routine, tradition. So I got to find something that's worthy of it. There you go. How are you doing this morning? I'm all right. That's a, that's a great song. Oh, you like that song? I love that song. I didn't know. So I thought Hate Week, as of now for you, I thought it was teetering. Like I didn't know if you were in love with the Hate Week theme of the songs yet. So I thought this one would either push you one way or the other. I didn't know if it was. I, I was wondering if it was going to be like or dislike. I uh, I don't know. I respect it as a theme. I think it's a par on course with the the themes. Um, this is a great song. It's as straightforward as it gets. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's kind of that's kind of one of my things. I know you know there's there's beauty in hidden messages in hidden messages, and I think I might talk about this in a little bit of the sports world today. And it's uh you know what you're you're reading a you're reading a classic book and it's you know does this represent this or do you think this could have represented blank about blank. Um, and we see that in songs and movies, and they talk about the meanings and stuff. Um, this is more my speed. I hate everything about you. Do you get it? But what's the next line? Oh, who cares? Well, that completely confuses your theory. Do you not know the next line? No. It's I hate Everything about you. Why do I love you? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. It's still powerful. Still powerful. I used it for a video of uh, Tyler Clifford one year. There you go. I was trying to so you out. still love him? No, I cut that part out. I didn't use it. There part. you go. Yeah, I altered the song. There you go. It was a... Uh, there's another song I wanted to that I thought could have done for for Hate Week, but I'm I'm blanking on it. I can't remember. I thought it was by the band Lit, but I can't. Okay, remember. can't remember. It was something like uh, it was like started off like you know I I love, and you thought it was gonna be something, and then he throws the last word at the end, like he increases it one word at a time. Wish I could remember what song it was. It'd be better. But whatever. That's uh ah. Uh, Love burritos at 4 a.m., parties that never end, <laughs> and twins. That one? It could be. Could have been That's that. kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, it's a little bit different. I'll tell you what I love. Lit has a good song that I like, though. The My Own Worst Enemy. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an all-timer. What's the line that you and I probably both like? Every now and then I kick the living <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> Please tell me. Uh, please tell me why. How are it's you doing? How, how was your yesterday? It's good. We're going to grade our yesterdays? We can. One to ten? Yeah. Jake's, Jake wants to do a new thing. He wants to grade our, day, our days. It's Jake's idea. 
give a, a number grade on our previous day <laughs> and then and then chart them <laughs> look look back on the month like, i think oh. we could chart it and i think we can tweet it from john boy and jake radio and get everyone's number from yesterday as well and then we can kind of track you know okay. who you know whose days of the week are better what you know what affected why did we have why did the world have an eight out of ten last wednesday i, th- I think it's some serious psychoanalysis i like um, it i like it i wish i can't wait to have my brother luke here over the summer i think it's like june because I, I was trying to keep up with the John Boy and Jake Radio Instagram and Twitter, but PPPs have pushed that completely aside on Talking Yanks, and uh, so I need help with that, but whatever. Mm. Oh, here it is. You make me come. You make me complete. You make me completely miserable. That's the lit song I was talking about. Wow. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's full circle. Let me see if I can find it. Find it real quick. It's got to be one of their top songs, I would think, right? Lit is still making music. How about that? Oh yeah. Oh, actually, no. Three Days Grace is the band that did "I Hate Everything." I think I thought Three Days Grace was a religious band. You're my music guy. Yeah, you never know. They uh, they they sneak those religious bands in, like uh, Switchfoot. Yeah. You make me come You make me complete You make me completely miserable I don't want to listen to the rest, but yeah It's a nice love song, nice ballad Oh wait, he hates her Away, oh, away, oh, away, oh, away, away from here will be. Okay, you ready for my ranking of my day yesterday? Yeah. Um, five point five. Okay. So I'm worried. I'm worried about decimal points because I'd like to post it as a poll. You can only do four options in a poll. Well, maybe that's maybe that's our voodoo we control. Um, okay, that's fine. Take your five point five. Yeah, gotta do decibels. I'm a five point five because the website, the new website, is close, and that ticked me up a little bit. But I mean, there's got to be like a lot of room to grow. I didn't leave the house yesterday, so I yeah. feel like it's impossible to give it a six. There's gonna be days when I go to the beach and go mm. swimming. That's, you know, there's going to be days I go to Yankees games where the Yankees have a walk-off win. Like, I need a lot of room to grow. So I, I, I was like, I didn't want to put it in the negative light. It's probably just a five, but the website made me happy, so it's 5.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 6-1. Six, 6-1. One. Six, one. Okay. Why is, so um, why'd you have such a good day? You know, I well, I think I think I try to make my average day a six. I think I'm going to use my scale differently. I think I think on my average day I want to have a six and try to work up from there. And there's days that fall below that, but I don't know. There were some parts about yesterday. I got I got out of the house for a little bit. I took the dog to get groomed. I went to the coffee shop and I had the fun 
Um, I don't know. I got a fun story out of it. I was wearing our CC Sabathia That's For You bitch shirt. I talked a little bit about it on uh, uh, Talking Yanks. And I don't know. Like, that's just kind of funny. I, I was going around town with a shirt, a, a fluffy dog, and a T-shirt that said, That's For You, Bitch, um, in a part of Denver where there's not a ton of CC Sabathia fans, from what I know. Um, and kind and I set up while the dog was getting groomed. I kind of went to this hipster coffee shop for an hour and a half to get some other work done. And, uh, I don't know. It's just funny. I was putting out the clear opposite vibe of everyone else at the coffee shop. And so that was enjoyable. I think we cranked a, a hellacious, um, app of talking Yanks yesterday. I think we had a hellacious app of. JJR and I think I had a hellacious ep of talking huskies recorded yesterday. So there you go. Hellacious. Wow, hellacious can mean a ton of different things. Oh yeah. Cause it can mean very bad or it can mean very good. So people can be confused right now what you think what you're saying about talking eggs. That's how I like to keep them. Keep them on the, their toes. The definition of hellacious is very great, bad. Overwhelming. Yeah. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. If you if someone tells me <laughs> hellacious now, I'm just more confused. It's a good range. I like you threw it. three things my way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I meant all three of them. I never heard it said in a positive way because I the hell connotation makes me think bad. So I was confused when you said we had a hellacious episode. I was like, that's harsh. No. But I guess it, it can be used all different ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking it from a baseball term like, okay, so a, a hellacious slider for Max Scherzer, you'd say for the batter, that sucks. For Scherzer, that's great. Okay, so it's just... It's you just, like that? It's, I think it's just grand. Yeah, I like that. Like It's like whatever it was, it was big. Yeah, because the definite the exa- degree, the examples here are all for like storms. Like it was a hellacious storm. Yeah, and that that's where I think I've. That's kind of the same thing. That in that example, the storm is the pitcher, and wherever the storm is hitting is the batter. Yeah. Okay. The Merriam-Webster definition is one exceptionally powerful or violent. Bang. Two remarkably good. Bang. Three. Extremely difficult. Four, extraordinarily large. Waka waka waka. <laughs> you just reminded me of my favorite scene from Sea Biscuit. Okay. When uh, William H Macy's doing, he does a one-man radio show, and he just okay. has like a bunch of objects. Like his soundboard is a bunch of objects. Right. And he's doing what you're doing. Have you ever seen that scene? I have not. I'm gonna try and we- pull it up for the halftime show. We would be killer with that. You're pretty good. Like, that was excellent. You sounded like a fucking boppet. Have you seen... Well, I mean, two of my inspirations for that is... Um, boppet 1 and Boppet 2? From the movie Spaceballs, because they have that, that guy that was, like, was the original sound effect. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kinda. There was, there was an actor... Um, I'll I'll find his name, but basically he was the guy that made sound effects. Uh, I'll I'll find his name right now. Uh, Michael Michael Leslie Winslow. Um, he was he was famous. He like 
<laughs> he was called the man of 10,000 sound effects. And so Spaceball, <laughs> Spaceballs has a really good scene. Oh, he could beatbox and like rap at the same time. I think so. And he was, I, I mean, he might have been a, a little before. Well, I guess he was still in that scene. But um, there's a really good scene in Spaceballs where he's like checking the radar. Their radar gets jammed, literally. But, um, and he's like, yeah, you know, when you're watching the radar and he makes like all the radar noises. And he's like, you got to watch out for the bloops. Bloop, oh, yeah, I know that's bloop. And then the bleep, 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 bleep. And he, but he like makes all the noises to perfection. And you're just, it's, it's a really well done scene. Um, and I mean, the other, what's combining that is the Jimmy Fallon SNL skit radio host where it's, it's less noises, but it's more, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Jimmy Fallon hosting a five person, like a five person set more AM radio show. And he's all the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man in the box, get out of that box. And he goes, oh, Pedro, the corner, what are you talking about? Oh, me? No, no. And he just goes back and forth all day. How do you do that without breaking? Well, he gets, I mean, he gets to be this wacky, like, AM radio host character. So he's just living in that the whole time. But, like, he has guests on and, like, he'll have the other characters make fun of the guests. Sounds too funny. Like, Jimmy Fallon always broke whenever things were actually funny. I think it was so ridiculous in it. He like didn't have time to break because he was doing multiple characters and stuff. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Someone on uh, I was I was perusing the baseball subreddit, just art baseball yesterday, because Judge was doing an AMA. So I was trying to be uh, aware of it, and then I missed it completely anyway. But right, there was one post in there, and it was like, "Why does Mad Dog just scream nonstop?" Mm. And I was like, "That's." He's probably not a New York person, just an outsider. Right. And the top replies, like all of the top replies were, he was born in sports radio when literally all you had to do was scream. Yeah. And it's also like any highlight you're going to see from him, it's not going to be him being calm. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, this guy's just (laughs) listening to the show. He yells the whole time. I was thinking about this. We're, we're pretty su- we're pretty relaxed. I wonder if people like that about us. Like, Katie listens to it's either the Dollop or Last Podcast on the left, and they're mm. they do similar stuff to what we do with Last from the Past. Like, they just read a history story and joke about it. But they're fucking on the whole time like this, man, and just talking to each other like this. And what do you think about that? And, and I'm like, Katie, how can you listen to that? They're just screaming, yeah, in your ear. And then I listen to our shows and. I think that's what people like about us is where you just talk to each other, like have a conversation. Yeah. But they're, they're like comedians and they're just they're just on the whole time. All right, let's go to the next story. What do you got here? Well, I'm like, oh, my God. It's intense. Please calm down. I can't do that. Speaking of, that, though, <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, <clears throat> I think it depends a little bit how people use podcasts. Like, I like to listen to podcasts when I'm working out now. But I guess some people like. You know, they need that music or something that gets them going during workouts. Maybe the more intense podcast is a little transition into that. I don't know. I think there's something, like certain things like a morning podcast, and some people want to be eased into their morning and just listen sure. to like morning talk show that's calm. And other yeah. people want to listen to like fucking Joe and Eddie in the AM where they're screaming in your face. Yeah. Wake up, people. We're going to have a great day. Good afternoon, everybody. 
speaking of uh, you know how Noodle. we're just casual in conversation, never yelling, let's go to the tri-state. The New York Knicks have been mathematically eliminated from championship contention. It is official, Jake. (laughs) It is official. All your dreams have shattered. The NHL has rescinded the game misconduct to Zibby last night or two nights ago, which helps no one because they were down one nothing in a power play. Zibby backs his ass up into a guy and they kick him out of the game. No longer have the power play. No longer have your best player in a one nothing game in the third period. NHL says, we got it wrong. We're sorry. Go fuck yourselves. I, 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 I want to talk to you about that. Would you rather an apology or would you rather them just shut up and go away? Judge, Aaron Judge, is now a model. He's in a magazine looking hot. Jacoby, looking straight grizzly, is coming to camp, probably. Probably going to look like a loser. The Nets beat the Cavs. The Knicks lost to the Suns. Seton Hall took down 16th-ranked Marquette, and Rutgers lost to Penn State, but only by one point on a spread of one and a half. Vegas, you motherfuckers. And the big news, guys, at 8 p.m. tonight, the number one seed, Lipscomb, is going down. Got a feeling your whole family's going down, Lipscomb. New Jersey Institute of Technology is going to waste them. So I won the bet of the day? I think so, right? Yeah. It was one and a half was the line. Yeah, Penn Penn State was favored, yeah, by one and a half or two and a half, yeah. No, it was one and a half is what I wrote down. Yeah. And they won by one. Easy money. (laughs) Easy money. I forgot what I bet yesterday. There was a couple times when I was clicking around to try to figure it out, and I I forgot. Night. I heard you were giving out free money. (laughs) Did you you see uh, (laughs) a... Dude, Penn State won the first half 37 to 19. 37 to 19. They almost outscored them by 20. And Rutgers outscored them 46 to 29 in the second. That's called free money. Covered that spread. It's crazy. Big game. Dude, I, Vegas is nuts. How I, does Vegas work? So I'm telling you, they're smart as fuck. Scare, some scary shit, Shane. Um, All right, so the, yeah. N- the NHL. Uh, Zibby, okay. Zibby backs his ass up into a guy. He's trying to get separation from his hands in the puck. Ends up okay. being a penalty because he boarded the dude. The dude was in a bad position. Sure. They gave him a game misconduct. It was a one nothing game. And I think there's like nine minutes left in the third period with a power play. Hmm. So now the Rangers lose their power play. So it's a shitty call. Everyone knows it's a shitty call. Same with the Saints in the playoffs. But, Jake, would you rather the refs come out and the league come out and say, we got that wrong? Um, yes. I think I yes. agree, but it still doesn't help at all. To just Oh, no, it, do- it doesn't. It, it makes the current moment worse, but it gives you more hope going forward. Yeah. It's, it's them acknowledging they shouldn't have called that. They're kind of sorry. Um, and they, if you do it again, they they won't call it or they shouldn't call it. The, the reason I really like it is because is it shames the ref that made the call originally. Shame. Like now Zibby can go up to him and be like, told you you were fucking wrong. Yeah. And that's a nice moment. Even if it doesn't help the scoreboard, it's a nice moment to go up to a ref and be like, oh, you were wrong. You were wrong. I told you you were wrong and you didn't believe me. 
you piece of and, shit. And then you were wrong for all these people, Jackie. You um, even got corn dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't um learn English for guys. It's a good movie. Tough. Zibby. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the the NBA does um I think it's just two minutes. I wanted to give them the credit that it's up to five, but I think it's two minutes where they every play in the last two minutes after every game, they'll review it and like they'll confirm or deny calls. But they don't do it for the rest of the game, which is kinda like, okay. Like I appreciate what you guys are doing, but you know, Shouldn't we check out the whole game? Because there's some big plays in the other court, the other, you know, 46 minutes of basketball. That's what I love about football when in the last couple of minutes they start, like, checking the spot and using the chains. It's yeah. It's like the last two hours it's been arbitrary. It's been you just been throwing that ball down. You could be four inches off. You could yeah. be two inches off. You could be a foot off. No one knows. No one cares because it's just whatever you put that ball down. But two minutes. Oh, here comes the ruler. Oh, it's thinner than a piece of paper. You didn't get the first down. Well, <laughs> that dude wasn't thinking about the piece of paper when he put the ball down for the spot. So are we really going to allow this to live our lives? And it's like, yep, yep. That's, yep. that's so silly to me when they're like, oh, it was this close. <laughs> like, well, ref, ref, were you taking that into your mind when you put the ball just, there? Just move it a little further up even, and it's not a problem. Do something so so it's so casual and then like well let's investigate this thoroughly silly but yeah but the nba if they did it the full game i don't know just time and effort well i mean they don't have to they don't do it live oh i'm saying this is this is after the game with the refs i know but i'm saying maybe they just don't want to put the manpower into doing it for the full game yeah, and I guess maybe they do and they don't release it to the public cuz how are you fully grading the referees? But it's um they just they just come out with that a little bit after the game and it's like, "Huh, okay." Yeah. Cool. You did miss that. Sweet. Are you excited for college basketball really picking up or Huskies being out of it dulls your experience as a fan? I am a little bit. I uh I you you barely see it on my national news notes there, but I put bubble season with an exclamation point, um, and uh, a couple of our favorites, Seton Hall, uh, was kind of on the bubble. Maybe maybe that 16th ranked Marquette win uh, gets them in. Uh, our St. John's team is on the bubble, Jim. I know that's going to be a big make or break for Albert. Yeah. Um, they uh they they need a couple wins. I think they lost three of their last four. I that I'm not sure if I missed a game since then, but uh, it, I'm I'm kind of back. I was looking at the bubble today and seeing some of the ridiculous teams, and oh yeah, I mean that uh that opening weekend doesn't don't get no better. Don't get no better. I was a five point five, and you were a six, correct? Six you were, one. You were a six one. I gotta write them down so I don't. I don't want to have to sift through the episode to find them. Right. Someone's gonna give you an actual spreadsheet where we you can check days and it'll it'll be sortable. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are really good at Excel, and I'm not one of them. But yeah. I'm I'm learning. Tell them, Jake. You're learning. Tell them about some of my my recent Google sheets that are just beautiful. 
He just got nice, nice lines on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mowing the damn lawn. I, I here's what right now I want to watch this New Jersey Institute of Technology versus Lipscomb game. I don't think it's going right. to be on TV, but I love diving into dumb shit like this. I want to force myself to be interested in college basketball the rest of the way. I uh, I bet you could find that game. The season really starts now for casual fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let's go to the national news. You got anything else? You want to move on? Um. Oh, the judge modeling picks. You want to talk about that? It looks good, right? He looks good. He looks good. I think there's a there's a definite definite like fight slash tone on the internet now where some people are like, you know, he's he's not that like hot. And it's like, well, he's big, he's in really good shape, and he's got nice clothing on. Yeah. He's well, gonna look he's there, gonna look good. There's a common theme to all the pictures. What's that? I'm gonna whisper it because Judge is my good friend. Right. His mouth is closed. Oh, so you think a lot of people are aren't into the teeth? Yeah. Okay. GQ or whoever took those pictures, they weren't into them either. Yeah, I think uh, it, it it depends what we're talking about. Like, is is Judge hot in those pictures? Absolutely. Um, I think if you took someone that just naturally looked like Aaron Judge and they were working like the drive-through at Wendy's, you wouldn't walk away and be like, "Yo, how hot was that guy?" Top five Yankees to do a ESPN The Body issue right now. Ooh, CC number one, easy. He said he wouldn't do it because Prince Fielder looked so ridiculous when he did it. He said they've yeah. tried to get him to do it. They, yeah, um, I've personally tried as well. That's um, a, I, I'm not with you there, but keep going. Um, I mean, Judge would be fun, yeah. right? Yeah, I think Giancarlo's already done it. G's, G's done it. He's out for me. Um. I'd go Larry Rothschild. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Who else would I really want to see in the flesh? Voight's up there. Um, obviously, Clint. Oh, we don't really cross over on any of our choices. I mean, you got a Tanaka? Yeah, Tanaka's there for me. Yeah. Because that'd just be, right. I'd be smitten by it. Right. Guardy. Big... big Big sushi roll in front of his honker. Yeah, Guardy, because he's just a ball of muscle, like a tiny little ball of muscle. I thought about Guardy. And he'd probably like hate the experience, and you could see how much he hated it while he was taking the pictures. No, it is. I and think Guardy wants on. you to. Th- I think he wants you to hate that experience, but then he leans in pretty hard. Chad Green. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just curious. You're just thinking. You're thinking he's. You think he has a little bit of a soft body. <laughs> no, I'm just curious how he would react to that. Okay. You but, want to see him in the environment. Yeah, I just gotcha. I think you throw Chad Green into that, and he's the most out of his element he's ever been. Yeah. Batances would be a fun one. We'll have to ask Jenna. That's Chad's Tances wife. Batances would be fun. Yeah. How would Chad? Right pass there. Yeah. Larry Rothschild would be great, though. Yeah, that was that's a clear winner in my head. Romine would be... Yeah. You know who you it's, know who the who, you know who the people would like Didi. Yeah, remember when I saw Didi in person and he was the most handsome man I've ever seen. Yeah, you said Didi was Didi was sharp, premeditated. Do you like my Billy Madison quote during my tri-state area rundown? I did. Oh, Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. Happy Gilmore still holds up. I don't think Billy Madison's that good, but 
we watched it in our formative years, so good forever. Yeah, and it's one of those movies you like some different stuff now. We we appreciate the aspects of Norm and the other guy just being huge losers and like living on the property, basically. <laughs> and all of their jokes are really good. Having pickle um, races. I mean, the clown, you thought that I was dead. I mean, when he first says that, like that gets me. All right, let's go to the, uh, what's the next segment we do? National News. Natty, National Shoes. How about a round of applause? How about a standing ovation? Jimmy's done it. LeBron passes Michael Jordan for fourth on the all-time scoring list in a huge game. The late, the 10th seed Lakers lose um, to my Denver Nuggets. Uh, another highlight from this game, Jim. Big stuff. Rajon Rondo sits in a seat. A little far away from the team. Whoa. Um, everyone was freaking out, and he came out after the game. He, he sat in, like, someone's actual seats that had left the game. It's it's still near the Lakers team and, like, their trainer. And he's like, yeah, I've done this in, like, ten games this season. I don't know why people are getting mad about it. Now, Gordon Hayward. Oh, my God, he's back, Jimmy. Gordon Hayward, he almost blew the freaking game. He fouled Buddy Heald on the three-point shot. Body hits all three shots, but then Gordon comes down and hits the game winner. Our Celtics are back, and NFL teams are asking the Cardinals about Josh Rosen, and as I mentioned before, bubble season. A lot going on. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. The Rondo sitting in the seat thing is really funny when you take a look back and you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. Did you, we- uh, did you see the picture? No, I didn't. Let me Google it real quick. So he's there. They're sideline seats. They're, you know, nearish the Lakers bench. Um, and I guess it's one of those things where they have like the coaching staff also goes that way. So he's near like one of the Lakers trainers. But they are those court, those like five courtside seats that are super expensive that the players walk past you where they check in. But they were open, so he just like flopped down there with 40 seconds left. And people were killing him. Like Mark Jackson killed him on the broadcast. And then someone asked him after the game, he's like, I've done that so many times. Why do you care now? Um, what was his LeBron. reason for doing it? He just like goes over and sits over there? I think he, like, talks to the trainer for a second, and it's just, like, it's an open seat. Like, the game's over. Yeah, when you really think about it, it it's nothing at all. Because yeah, if you're bored on the bench, like, I never shut up. When we played hockey and I was on the bench, sure. I never shut up. People hated me. Right. If I was in, like, I would just talk to whoever. Like, if I was by the bo- bench... If I was by the board and, and we were the next line out and I was close to the door and there was a lady who was a mom working the penalty door, sure. I'd like have a conversation with her. So like Rondo's like, it's there's 40 seconds left. I went and talked to the trainer. I'm like, yeah, it's totally normal. Yeah. It's, I used uh, to do I used to I do d- play by play into my stick, like Averman on Mighty Ducks, and people don't sure. like that much. It becomes a lot. It becomes a lot. Um did you see Kenny Poon? Kenny Poon used to do that on the baseball field almost. That was intense. 
Did you listen to um, Channing Frye and Richard Jefferson's video congratulating LeBron? I didn't listen to it. I saw like the headline. It's actually really. Were, it's actually really funny. Goofing. Yeah, want to listen? It's funny. Sure. I'll pull it up right about now. Like him, it's shown his uh, consistency of uh, ball hogging. We're talking about Bron. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're talking about Bron, 13 away from uh, Jordan. He was a huge ball hog. He never passed, passed the ball. Right on. Why don't you try and pass like the all time assist leaders? Why don't you try and pass yeah, John Stockton yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of trying to pass Come Kareem? Up off the rock, buddy. How about that? The era, Can you do that? How about that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it took him long enough. What is this, 19 yeah, years? God. Yeah. It took him years. Years. What? God, if Shooting? I kept playing, I yeah, would have passed God, people yeah. too. God, God, if no I just cares. shot 14, 15 times a game, wow, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. What have you done? Yeah. Anyways, congrats, man. You deserve it. Uh, you suck. a better guy. Yeah, yeah. You owe me a bottle Except for me or him. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. That's uh, that's good. Um, something we might have to add to the soundboard. It's a little bit of a deep dive, but um, it's a it's a quote that me and uh, me and uh, Kenny P from CCSU used to love. Um, in the Fab Five documentary, um, documentary, they uh, they're like a bunch. of a bunch of the guys are ripping on Jawan Howard and like, you know, they're, they're doing that whole thing. They're, you know, obviously taking a bunch of fake digs on him, and he just perks up and he goes, Oh, they ragging on me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be a good one on the soundboard. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, congrats. He, he did it. Richard Jefferson's saying, if I kept playing, I'd pass people too. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. If I never stopped playing, if I took more shots, dribbling the air out of the ball, well, pretty, pretty good. Pretty kick good. Up, like slightly, kick. slightly above athlete, normal athlete humor. Yeah, and you can tell that they actually are friends. Like that would, that's a friendly congrats. Right. 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 Of, oh, I'm so proud of you, man. I look up to you. That's not a friend. So wow. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> halftime. And I actually, Jake, during halftime, <clears throat> I have another video for you. I told you I was going to pull this up. I think you're going to like right. it. This okay. is TikTok McLaughlin. On his radio show, doing all the sound effects himself. As long as we're talking long shots, I got a real doozy for you, folks. Today we got a horse that's going off at seventy to one, and that's a short price, my friends. This horse couldn't win a church raffle, let alone a two thousand dollar allowance. Yeah, talk about a jump in class. This is the skunk at the garden party. Yes, he's the surprise in the punch bowl. As a matter of fact, I'll lay even money that this nag seed biscuit couldn't even finish six furlongs. This is TikTok McLaughlin live at Clocker's Corner. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Playing the what's that little xylophone thing? I mean, yeah, I think you had it. I mean, heard of one of those since I was a kid. It's good. This is TikTok McLaughlin. (laughs) Big sea biscuit. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking a half point because he's he's using stuff. But that's a soundboard. I know you like the guy that did it all with his mouth, but using stuff is almost like he's the soundboard. Yeah, that's more impressive. This one's more funny. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. At one point, he has like one of those like choo-choo things. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty good. Got anything else for halftime before we move on? I feel like those came back as a stocking stuffer. Like, I feel like parents or relatives were like, oh, these little these little train whistles, you blow into them and it makes it makes the noise of a train. And every kid was like, I have a playstation and can play crash bandicoot why did you put this anywhere near my christmas gifts 
I had a a kazoo that I used sure. to annoy the hell out people of. I was in choir, sixth and seventh grade, because we just mm. we had different homeroom a homeroom. So all our friends were like, "Well, let's do choir." Then we have homeroom together. Right. And then we ended up like going on trips and stuff, and singing and going on bus rides and stuff like that. Went to Mackinac Islands, best fudge in the world. Nice. And I had this kazoo the whole time. Because that's what like music instructors use to get you in pitch. Right. So I just use it to fuck around. And it was basically like that. It's like when I yeah. brought my whistle to gym class. I guess I just right. a dick. Like you don't have the power, I have the power. Yeah, I think it's uh <laughs> you have some themes. <laughs> you're you're an active participant, whether it's in a positive way or a detrimental way. Yeah, my music teacher hated us. Yeah. <clears throat> my gym teacher, who I did the whistle thing with, he thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But he was like, but <laughs> he you got, got him. <laughs> He's like, you got to give me that whistle. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no. Nah. That's, that's a good joke, but you got to give me that whistle. I don't know. If, if everyone doesn't remember, we'd run laps. My teacher would blow a whistle, meant speed up. And then the next time he'd blow it, you slow down. So I brought a whistle one day, and every time he blew it to speed up, I just blew mine, and everyone would slow down. Yeah. Right, like right away. That's good. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A school bus driver abandoned his bus and the 30 students on it at a gas station telling the students to go fuck yourselves. A man painted his entire house pink and says the neighbors can't do anything about it. Police rescue woman tied to... Ooh. Police rescue a woman who was tied to her steering wheel in a 50-shade stunt gone wrong. Archaeologists discover a series of tunnel below the famed Alcatraz prison. Hello. Fornification will no longer be illegal in Utah. Hello. Billionaire dies during Paris penis enlargement operation. Hello. I read the news today. Oh, boy. What you like, Jakey? Well, I think it's the best segue. I like I like all of these, Jim. All of these kind of speak to me. Um but I think segue from where we were, the driver that abandons the school bus at the gas station with 30 students and tells them to go F themselves. Mm-hmm. I am so on the bus driver's side. You are, huh? Kids are awful. And they were absolutely tormenting this guy for days, weeks, months, years. And he just snapped. And he said he was teach. He's teaching them the most important lesson that they've learned in school up to this point of their life. Like, don't be idiots to such a large degree or I will just leave you at a gas station. You are... You don't know my history with bus drivers, I guess. Okay. My bus driver, when I was in kindergarten, I was the shyest, most quietest speech impediment kid. My parents had to send me karate to build up some self-esteem. Right. My bus driver made me cry till I was out of breath when I was in kindergarten. The neighborhood kids had to come into the bathroom to calm me down, give me Jolly Ranchers and stuff. And then my uh, neighborhood, my neighbor's mom, who's like you know, family friends, went and found the bus driver and like, what the hell happened? Like, why is Jimmy O'Brien 
so upset. Right. And the bus driver said, quote, Jimmy O'Brien, I'd wring his neck if I could. Yeah. So I'm never. Why did, he, why did he say that? Oh, it was a woman. It was Vicky. She was terrible. Why'd Vicky say that? You cl- something happened to Vicky where she felt that she wanted to wring your neck. Well, what happened was. Two sides to every story. I was sitting front row because I was kindergartner. Sure. Like, what, six years old? Right. And me and Anthony, who sat on the other side, would like just put our arms out in front to be the first one off the bus. Right. So we just we weren't like hurting each other. We just play a game and like knock his arm off, my arm goes up. Right. And she was like, stop it. And then we didn't stop because it's not harming anyone. And then I'd like we I'd want to get Vicky on and hear the story from her account. Then she kicked me off the bus. Well, here's the thing. My had my older cousins and the older neighborhood people that were in eighth grade, because this was a right. K through eight school, they were so mean to Vicky. That's what I was gonna say. What years did you take the school bus from? Because you're talking about a kindergarten stuff. I mean, those kids, those kids don't even have human brains in my head. I took the school bus all the way into high school, like through high school. No, I took it a couple times in Southbury. Because I was go- oh, I took like- it home. I took it home in in Southbury, Palm Park. In freshman sophomore, year, I took it home a lot. Eighth grade through about sophomore year of high school or so. And, I mean, you could extend that through high school, to be honest. I mean, that's when you have people capable of torturing bus drivers. And that's what this story was. They're 16-year-olds. Yeah, well, Um, my bus driver, she was mean to me, but she took it out on a kindergartner because she was a piece of shit. But she was getting tortured by the eighth graders and seventh graders on the back of the bus. Yeah, exactly. We boycotted at one point, Jake. My cousin Steven was on the bus. And sure. he opened the emergency exit, okay, yeah. in the back of the bus, and led the way. Like, I was going to say, uh, he led the way. Right. The train. And everyone's like, get off the bus. We're boycotting Vicky today. And we walked off the bus, walked back to school, a whole group of kids, like 10 of yeah. us, walked into the principal's office and said, we're boycotting our bus driver. Right. It was a whole thing. Yeah, and again, I'd, I'd love to hear that story by Vicky because that's a really bad day for Vicky, too. <laughs> she was gross. She was nasty. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's, that's, I think that's why sometimes kids give bus drivers a lot of really nasty hate. Um, I mean, the missing detail from this story is that Lorianne, 44, um, they, they charged her with a DUI um, <laughs> and 26 nice. counts of endangering children. So, you know, there's a... <laughs> There's always two sides to every story, uh, Jim. Uh, who is that? Who is that crazy kid in Pomprog? John. Ah, oh, shit. He was crazy. He printed fake money and brought it to school. John Canada. John Canada. John Canada was on my bus in Pomprog once, and he just pulled a wrench out of his backpack and broke the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was not. The kid was nuts. Yeah, he's my third cousin. <laughs> That's nice. serious. He like just took a wrench out. I was like, check this out. And then <laughs> smashed the window. And we're like, kid, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's a loose cannon, man. Bus rides got a little Lord of the Flies feel to it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why the, people from California are so soft, Jake. They never take the, the, they don't have buses. The kids, the kids believe they're in control. So if, 
if this move happened with, you know, a not drunk person <laughs> just telling the kids to cheat, go fuck themselves and yeah. they got on the bus, all in. Who, who's got good bus bus ride stories out there? Maybe we'll do that from Everyone. a voicemail. Yeah, Send call in. Voicemail up. 908-845-5792. Give us your bus ride voicemail story. Wow. Voicemail up. Um, hey. I've got good news. I've, you know, I've killed life. <clears throat> I'm a billionaire. I'm, I'm going to pay the extra money. I've, I've always wanted to have a nice hammer in my pants. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Is it, is it the surgery that killed him? How does it say? Um, let's see. 65 year old big man died having a heart attack at a private Paris hospital under enlargement to do. do. Died on the operating table. Um, stricken with a substance that was injected into his penis, triggering his demise. Um, it's tough. Tough. Owned a $50 million penthouse in Monaco. Are we thinking sabotage? You know, billionaires got to leave his money to someone. There's a chance. I mean, I don't know enough about the... The penis enlargement process. Um, oh yeah, we used to we used to do tons, especially of in on that. Paris. You don't um, remember all the before and after pictures we used to check out in college? Um, I mean a little bit, but I I said at Paris in the end. You didn't. I I don't know what they're doing in Paris these days. Because um, oh, yeah. there's injecting a substance. I don't know, but I uh, think they're just taking another penis and sewing it onto the end of yours. Is that like the worst way to go out? Mm, I don't know. Maybe was he under anesthetic and then just never woke up? Because that's not that bad. Right. But I mean, you know, there's so much about legacy and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, this guy's this guy was a billionaire. He had an incredible reputation, I'm sure, in some circles. And then it's like, oh, well, he died younger than he should have because he wanted a bigger penis. So he had yeah. no confidence and he had a tiny wiener. Sucks for doesn't suck R. for I. him. Doesn't suck for him because he's dead. He doesn't know that people know this about him, but. Maybe like his wife or family, they're a bit embarrassed, but they just get his money and they're fine. Yeah, they they put in the hit. They just got the money. So wow, what's up with this fifty grades, fifty shades stunt? I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but I guess there's a scene where they tie a woman to a steering wheel. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Fifty Grey stuff. I thought it was just like um, I thought fifty. The fifty gray reference in this story was just like uh like that's what we generically call things now. But I guess in the first paragraph it does say they're trying to recreate a scene. But I don't know. I think I think generally in society in twenty nineteen, if you say, Oh, they're doing some fifty shades stuff, that's like the new kinky. Listen to this shit. When the witnesses okay. approach the car by Las Ter- Terracitas Beach on Monday morning, he saw the woman immobilized and bleeding from her arms in the driver's seat of a Citrion 3, having lashed her wrist to the steering wheel with cable ties and coiled duct tape around her neck, fearing that this was the scene of a kidnapping or another serious crime, he phoned the police. The officers had to use a knife to cut the woman free from her state of what appears to have been self-inflicted torture inside her own car. This is where it gets weird. The woman said, I wanted to recreate a scene from Fifty Shades of Grey, but it got out of hand. 
I don't have a partner, and I am alone. Okay, I figured this out. I think she was trying to kill herself. She's embarrassed. Uh, no, she's embarrassed because she had a partner, and now she's alone. Like, whatever they were... Because the first words out of her mouth... Are I want to recreate a Fifty Shades scene? It got out of hand. I don't have a partner and I am alone. Is like that coming out the second sentence is like okay, you have a partner. You didn't work alone and they almost killed you or something. Yes, that's the instant. She's cover up. she's battered wife. She's she's feared for her life right now. We got to really take her in and make sure things are okay because someone did this to her and then left her at the scene, and she doesn't want them to get in trouble. I'm I don't have a partner. I'm alone. Yeah. No, sounds like the opposite lady. Otherwise, yeah. anyway, lock her up either way. Put her in some safe a room with cushioned walls. Sure. She, she sounds like a hazard to herself. Take her on a date. This dude in Texas bought a house in a neighborhood that had no homeowners association. Sure. He pre-planned it because he knew he wanted a pink house. This house, Jake, is Pepto-Bismol yeah. pink. Everything's pink. The shutters are pink. The doors are pink. The gutters are pink. The ceiling shingles are pink. Like, no house has ever painted this much of one color, and this dude's got Pepto-Bismol pink being the color. And he says it's just his favorite color. It's his dream house. And he moved into a neighborhood with no HOA so he could do this. And the neighbors are pissed. And he's like, well, sorry, but, you know, there's no HOA here, so pretty interesting. You'd be pissed if this so let, you owned a house in this neighborhood. Let me see. So that's where, okay, so this is just north of Austin. Like, we're talking, I mean, close, close to Austin. I'm, I'm typing it in right now, but I'd guess it's less than 30 minutes from Austin, so you which essentially... Arc. Essentially, nowadays, is a suburb of Austin. Um, It's a city that's growing, I mean, extremely quickly. Um, And Austin's theme is literally keep Austin weird. So this guy's trying to bring that to Pflugerville, which looks like it's 23 minutes north. Um, And I guess that's the thing that's getting me, Jim, because I could see if this house was in your direct line of sight on a daily basis, that would suck. But that's got to be what? Four houses? Like, even if it was just a house in my neighborhood, but I couldn't see it from my house, I don't give a shit. No, this is something you care about if you ever want to try to resell your house, because it'll bring down the value. Like, if someone wants to buy a house, they're not going to buy a house with a pink house next door. It's true. My, we've right, my- but that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, next door. Like, if I'm three houses away from that, I don't care. Like, why would you? You know what I'm saying? Property value, I think, if you can see it from your house. If you can see it, I completely agree. But if, if I'm on my property and I can't see it, I don't care at all. I want to go to so the So the four houses that can see it directly, yeah, that sucks and I would complain. <laughs> yeah. I want to find the neighborhood to see how many people. Because sometimes, like, California neighborhoods, you could see... Like that would, there would, like if it, it was in my house in California, I could see, you know, 12 houses from my house. Right. Maybe 13. 
Connecticut's way different because it's so rural. 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 Yo, this Alcatraz news is huge. I don't know if people know that I love Alcatraz. I've been like nine times. Right. There's tunnels under Alcatraz that they just found. Because it was a civil war fort. Which is crazy because the Civil War wasn't fought over there at all. But they were just fortifying right. like the borders so that the British couldn't get, sh- so that no, so the, so the Confederates couldn't get goods from foreign nations. They fortified all the water, and now archaeologists have confirmed a long-held suspicion of historians and say that the famed Alcatraz prison was built over a Civil War era military fortification. Researchers have found a series of buildings and tunnels under the prison yard of Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. There's some pictures, man. This is cool. I think it's it's cool. I just I it seems like one of those things that's like tough for me at this point for all the fanfare and everything that goes on at Alcatraz. Um like we're just finding this now. So they can't just like go digging cuz it's an island and a government island and all that. Right. So the way that you have to find this is technology. So they were using internal geophysics journal uh says archaeologists used ground penetrating radar terrestrial laser scans and historical maps and photographs it's kind of like how they find the tunnels in the in the temples too now they yeah like every year they find another tunnel because technology just allows them to do it without ruining a historical monument so that would kind of explain does that kind of explain or make it easier to to accept that these weren't found earlier mm. yeah i don't know i mean i will i'll watch the netflix thing when it comes out I think that's the answer to everything nowadays. If these, if the, if if these become part of a tour, I'm there. You're there, anyways. Yeah. If anyone, it's not just me being weird, like me liking beached whales, me being obsessed with the movie Sea Biscuit. Those are counterculture weird. Sure. This is good advice. If you go to San Francisco, go to Alcatraz, and if you go to Alcatraz, do the audio tour. It's basically like the first ever podcast. It's got background noise it's got uh interviews from soldiers who live there and they walk you through and they're like all right stop at cell block c3 this is where al capone stayed and then they talk about al capone it's the coolest tour it's fascinating i've I've taken i've been there like nine times i've taken so many people i've never had someone not enjoy it you gotta book it a few weeks out don't don't think you could just walk in number one tourist attraction in the usa of a boom boom Better the day, it's the better the day. Better the day, better the day. Jakey's hot. He's so hot. He's giving out free money. Wins. Paper. Wins by a hair on his chinny chin shin. By the skin of his knuckles, he wins yesterday. The half point saves him from a push, but he did it. He bested Vegas. He's a genius. He's the best ever. His Thursday record is five and three. Yesterday pushes his Big Ten record to even better. What do you got today? Jakey, Jakey's got a garden snakey in his pants. I did it. Do you think I've gone too far? I did it. I'm guilty as charged. 
Never did a single thing that did a single thing that changed the ugly way of the world. Dave Matthews Band. How about that? Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, 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 okay, Lamborghini Mercy. Um. I'm trying to get some good action for the fans. Your chick, she's so you know thirsty. What? I, I think I'm going to see how hot I can get in Big Ten basketball. Let's, I, it, it's got to be a buildup to March Madness. You got to get got to get a vibe on these college teams, right? Dibby. Yeah, go ahead. Jim. Jim. We are going to Iowa versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin home. Wisconsin is the home team. Iowa versus Wisconsin. Okay. Yep. What's the spread? The spread is Wisconsin is favored by seven points. Wow. Which, Jim, I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I kind of want to hit the over-under. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use some, some turkey math logic here. Wisconsin's favored by seven. Iowa's a good team. Jim... It's just that point in the season where I think seven points is, like, too big of a spread. Does that make sense? You think everyone... Like these, are, these are two big teams. They're both trying to... I think Iowa's kind of on the bubble-ish. I think, you know, all of these wins get you that much closer to in the tournament or a better seed in the tournament. And I just think seven points at this point in the season, that's way too much. Yeah. So I'm going Iowa plus seven. Okay. I reached out to, I phoned a friend, and I'm just waiting to see if there's a response in the next minute. Right. Because last time you bet Iowa, I agreed with you. And then right. I got a text right away from our Iowa insider or, or tweet that said, that's the dumbest thing ever. And then he was right. right. We were wrong. Right. But I think, I, I mean, think, I think no beer in heaven's got life. So. Yeah, he, he might he might take a second. I I can procrastinate you for another minute or so. Um, I mean the other, some of the other things we normally tie in. Um, Iowa is on a two game losing streak, which makes me think they're really going to bring the noise. If you go, if you go on a three game losing streak this late in the season, and you're going from ranked to on the bubble, that's a recipe for disaster. They lost to Rutgers. They lost to Rutgers. Hey, Rutgers, Rutgers, they're tough, man. They just won me money. This is the Big Ten. It's been a mess all year. That's why I have a good read on it, because I'm a mess. And I just think seven points is way too much. Jordan Gag says the under would be a good one. I was eyeing the under, Jordan, because it also makes sense that this late in the season that both teams would keep it under 70. Um, that's too safe, though. We're, we're testing. We're testing March Madness theories now so we can clean up okay. once the madness begins. So Wisconsin's last couple games, they won by four, Penn State by four. They lost to Indiana. They beat Northwestern by five. They beat Illinois by six. They lost to Michigan State. When's the last time Wisconsin's won a game by seven? They beat Maryland by eight, Maryland, February 1st. Yeah, Maryland by eight. That's the last time they won a game by seven. And then Nebraska by 11 on the 29th. 
I mean, over a month ago since they've won a game by that much. But what's Iowa doing? You Dude. get a, a, a. I think this is a <laughs> thirty-second warning to see if Mitch has life. Okay. Otherwise, you have to predict Mitch's thoughts, and then hope you're right. I, I'm, I'm predicting that Mitch is going to say that there's no way they cover because he's down and out on the, on the squad. You think he's out on the boys right now? Well, they lost to Rutgers, so you can't really be in on the boys. Right, but that's how this team's been, you know? So I'm going to say... Who are you taking? You're taking I'm, Iowa. I'm taking Iowa plus seven. You know what? Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Wow. I'll agree. Mitch didn't get back in time. We're taking the dog to cover. Wisconsin hasn't blown anyone out all month. In a month, they haven't won big. So I will agree with you, Jake. All right. Okay. I think that wraps up the show here today. Thank you guys for listening. Anything uh, we need? Oh, we're coming up real quick on 100 episodes. I think this is our 97th. <laughs> You guys failed us with the 100 reviews by 100 episodes, which was a tall ass. Wow. I appreciate everyone that did leave a review. I think we were at, I think we got like 10. It just makes a big difference when people go to John Boy and Jake Radio, strangers, and they see, oh, is this a real thing? Do people actually listen? 72 is a nice number because when it's under 50, I think. Under 20, no one listens is how my brain works. Under 50, it's like, okay, not big. 100 reviews is pretty good for a small-time, everyday show like this. So I really want to get yeah. to that 100 plateau. So go leave a five-star rating and review if you uh, are so inclined. We appreciate I it. I do have some bad news. What's that? We totally forgot about golf. Again? I mean, I made my pick. But I didn't, I didn't make my pick. Honda Classic, get your pick in yesterday. <laughs> Who are you picking? Do it real quick. <laughs> you want to play the music quick? No, I can't. You I got the golf that. music? <laughs> um, who did I pick? I picked Bryson DeChambeau. Um, some of the articles liked him. I hate him as a person. So when I can pick him earlier in the season and not have to think about him again, that's better for me. I didn't make a pick because I forgot. Good luck, everyone, this week. Yeah. Good luck. I, I want to start watching and being more involved, but just haven't. Just haven't. You got to make it part of your Sunday, like, routine. Yeah, my Sunday is my busiest day of the week, work-wise, though. Right. So, we'll see. Got to get another screen. I can get, get the fourth screen working. Tomorrow is Friday. We'll be back with our regular thing. Call in. Leave a voicemail. 908 845-5792. Best bus stories. Everyone's got the good bus stories. You're, you're packed like sardines with a bunch of kids. There's always a smelly kid, a crazy kid, a bully. See you guys.